Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 105 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. Is there a 104? There isn't. Not yet. They don't know about it, but they'll 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 hear the 104 before the 105. It's comes. it's in the archives, soon to be released. And at the time of this recording, it will be released, making this entire spiel I'm going on completely unnecessary. You're welcome, listeners, for yeah. that. Uh, where you been, Mondo? So I think we mentioned last podcast that I had literally just recover, recovered-ish from COVID. And then lo and behold, you know, I knew this was job, this work trip was coming up. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, but yeah, I flew to Salt Lake shitty. Well, let me re- retract that. I went to Vegas... On like last minute, like, am I going to be out there? Am I going to have a decent enough time or am I going to just waste money? So I literally bought a ticket like I think Wednesday night, maybe Thursday morning to go to Vegas Friday afternoon. Was there with like six, seven, eight other older Lancers. I was by far the youngest. Was there Saturday, Sunday. I'm sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday flew back to Denver. Monday morning flew to Salt Lake City for a week. So that's why we didn't have an episode last week. And our plan is as long as none of us get sick or any other major catastrophes will be will be steady from here going forward <laughs> i think we figured out obs aaron the genius you know hopefully hopefully you guys are watching this stream and there's actual sound this time because i i saw that my mom and grego were like trying to get a hold of my t- like attention like hey there's no sound there's no sound but i didn't see that until like three quarters of the way into the episode but i think aaron fixed it welcome back I mean, that is really, I think, the most exciting part of the show is our behind-the-scenes technical struggles <laughs> yeah. as we try to figure out how to use computer programs. I mean, at what point does our generation transition to where we're be, we start to become the out-of-date, like, technologically inept Dude, ones? It's, it's not that far uh, um, far out, I don't think. Like, I, there's been time... Like, with well, you're a little more technical, technically savvy with stuff. And there's been times where I used to be... I was a type that would have to... Like, I wanted to figure out how to do it. And now half the time, I'm just throwing my hands up in the air and like, huh. And I remember thinking that with my folks, like, trying to show them how to use the iPhone and, like, just get frustrated. Like, this is how you use a camera. And my mom would, like, fuck this. Like, she'd just get... <laughs> Interesting. So I wonder, like... Is that just an age thing? Like, do you just automatically become shit at technology when you get older? Because we're kind of entering a new period, right? Because, like, our parents, the technology just didn't exist at all in the way it does now. And, with like, we more or less grew up with it. I mean, I think we're the last generation that didn't grow up with this level of technology. I think what it is, at a certain point, the older you get, the more kind of, like, less fucks you give about everything like just think about older folks older generation how they just don't mask their emotions their feelings you know half of them are you know, people from that era are like Armando, still racist are, are, you, are you are you masking your feelings and emotions no 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 i'm just saying like like think about the uh Mondo, let it out it's okay bud this think is about a safe the, uh, space the older folks that are still kind of racist ish kind of because it's that's what they grew up with i think the older we get the, the more, more racist we get, I don't no, know what no, you say. No, I'm just saying the, <laughs> I, the less fucks we give, and then the more we are just who we are. Like, okay, the world's gonna accept us, you know, whether you wh- technology, right? Like, why give a fuck? Why technology is getting better, but why, why go with the learning curve? Why just, eh, 
That could be part of it, you know. But I, I also think, to some extent, it's kind of like learning a language. You know, like it's really easy when you're young, just because it kind of gets ingrained, and then your brain knows how to process things like that. Yeah. Where whereas, like, I mean, kids now, like they're they're growing up, like literally, like little like three month old infants have like iPads in their crib and they're playing little oh, yeah. baby games. Oh yeah. Whereas, I mean, when do you remember when you got your first computer? I didn't get my first computer till I was a freshman in Whittier College. Like I didn't, I didn't have, and I, and that one I kind of sort of put together, kind of sort of, but, uh, yeah, most of, a lot of my friends had computers in, in high school and I was like broke ass Mexican, didn't have internet. My folks didn't get internet in their home or in their apartment until I was off in college. (laughs) See, I think I was really lucky in that respect and I didn't have my first computer until, the like very end of elementary school, so maybe like fifth grade. <laughs> but I still remember it. It was this janky Macintosh where everything like it didn't have a hard drive, right? Like everything just ran off of floppy the floppy disks. Disc. So you put the <laughs> floppy disk in, and then you'd have to like type in like the little DOS. Well, I guess it didn't have DOS. It was it was a Mac, but you would type in to to run it, and then you had to pull it out. And I mean, it was it was super super janky, but. Like at least pretty young, I start to I started to get um, acclimated to computers. I remember like certain games when you wanted to play a certain uh, computer game, it was required you install the CD, the discs, and sometimes these like the the more advanced ones would take like ten discs to install just to play the fucking. Uh huh. Stupid, boring game. And then, and then you get you get to a certain point, and you have to even though you installed it, you have to put a new disc in. Yep. It'd be like ten CDs. Ridiculous. So to bring it full circle, Mondo, <laughs> one of the OG, like, I'm stuck at school and they let me use computer games that everyone got hyped for was Oregon Trail. Oh, you, you remember Oregon yeah, Trail? Yeah, 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 uh-huh. And it's like, it's like a whole generation of children have learned about dysentery. Great. <laughs> but, and there was, but there was one little section of the game where you went hunting and so you had a little gun and that was all the little boy, like, you know, elementary school boys were like, yeah, I'm shooting up whatever, you know, a moose, whatever. Mondo. Yes. They are making a new version of Oregon Trail, or maybe they already did, huh? for Nintendo Switch. How does that happen? It's like an RPG Oregon Trail where you like have to like boost up your stats. And I, I almost, when I saw that, I was really thinking about getting a Switch just to play Oregon Trail. It would be cool if they did stick to the OG, like you died of fucking cholera or some shit like <laughs> Oh, I think they do. And I saw a little part where you have to like, you you like load your wagon on a raft and you have to like steer it down the river. There's like little portions like that. And I think as long, you know, Mondo, as long as there's dysentery. As long as there's dysentery, we'll all be happy. But yeah, and that's how I, I, and I really, I, it's, I think it is out. 2022 Oregon Trail is out. So guys, if if (laughs) you have a Nintendo Switch and I, that might be one of the longest running franchises ever because I think the first one came out in the seventies. Uh, Oregon Trail and Nintendo Switch brought to you by Oregon Trail and Nintendo Switch guys. That's our, our sponsor of the day, <laughs> our fake sponsor. Speaking speaking of, of fake sponsors, Mondo. Uh oh. It sounds like there's a whole sponsor battle for naming rights down in the wonderful sunny state of Florida. Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Florida man, oh, 
best fucking song ever. Uh, Florida Man. This week in Florida Man, Booby Trap Strip Club makes com- competing $5 million offer for Miami Heat Arena naming rights. <laughs> Booby Booby Trap Strip Club. I mean, already that is for just just separate from the naming rights. That is a next tier level name for a strip club. Yeah, the Booby Trap. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're like you're like yeah, hi guys. I fell into the Booby Trap. Yes, sir. And somehow I lost three hundred dollars. You're like you're like your, your girlfriend or your wife. You know, you're out all night. You come home the next morning. Where where were you all night? I was stuck in the Booby Trap. I got bo- I got Booby Trapped. Uh, Imagine it's the year 2023 and you're going to watch your hometown basketball team, the Miami Heat, play at their beloved downtown arena, the Bang Bros Center. By the way, Aaron Aaron called that BBC. Get it? Okay, one, one, I got a little little shiver down my spine because I was imagining that. And then I was like, oh, I live in Florida. Oh, no. And then then I was like, oh, oh, but I'm I'm watching it at the BBC. Yeah. (sighs) Mondo, I mean, look. Okay, look, it's the NBA. Mm-hmm. Not not overwhelmingly, but a large number of uh, the players in the NBA might have BBCs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> took you. It, I I, I kind of thought I knew where you were heading with it, but it was hard to c- connect the dots. You just kind of just blurted it out. Manda, I was I was really trying to spit it out, just like the strippers at the Booby Trap Strip Club. Wow, chicka uh, though it feels more fit for a comedy sketch than real life, the prospect of a Bang Bro Center is not that far-fetched in Miami, according to following the downfall and bankruptcy of FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried's cryptocurrency ep- empire. On Friday, Miami-Dade County and the Miami Heat swiftly pulled out, pun intended, of their partnership with FTX, the erstwhile namesake of the downtown arena owned by the county. Okay, okay, first of all, Mondo. First of all, there's a, there's a, there's a lot to unpack in that short sentence. First, kudos and props to the Miami New Times for a pullout joke. Yeah, this is this is this is a semi-legitimate online publication making pullout jokes. Good job, golf clap. Good guy. Good job, guys. And then and then second of all, can can you believe that somehow crypto is failing? It's <laughs> like fake ass currency. Based on absolutely nothing, and when you would try to get someone who was like real on the the crypto bandwagon, they they drip they, they drank the crypto Kool Aid, yeah. And like four hours later, they're like, "Well, because of this and this," and you're like, "Okay, but why is it worth anything?" Yeah. And it's just like this big circular. Hold on, but is that going back to what we started the episode with of us just being kind of out of touch? What about like that? Like that's one example. What about um, NFTs? Like the whole craze with crypto and F- NFTs. Like they've explained it's, it to me. No, it's all bullshit. And I kind of understand, but I kind of don't. And because kinda, you don't because it does not make sense. The thing is, people still found a way to make a lot of money on crypto and NFTs. Right. Um, well, so so, he, so here's the thing. You, you got Our whole currency system, the stock market, all of it, it's all kind of made up, right? Yep. We've just decided as a society... We're going to assign value to these things, and we're going to have this agreed-upon idea that, oh, these things hold value, and we can trade it and whatever. But there's no real value. For like for a while, it, the, the thought was, there was there was gold in Fort Knox, mm-hmm. and our currency was supposed to be backed up by gold. Gold, also really not that functionally useful. Yeah. It's a very soft metal. It's just, it was just that it was rare. So like – but like this is like going even a step farther because at least – when you're buying stock, 
the idea is that you're buying a portion of the company and whatever that company does, does have some intrinsic value to it. Mm-hmm. Crypto, you're even a step further away. And and yes, there's I've, I've heard the whole long convoluted explanations and I'm like, no, you st- it's still not tied back to anything that has yeah. any inherent value. I think, I think, I think crypto and NFTs, if you're one of the early adopters, you're taking that gamble, but that's the, I think for me, that's the only time you can make some money. Like jump in when it's cheap, sell it when it's hot, and get rid of it. Be done. Walk away. Well, all right, Mono. You know, you know what else works really well if you get in early and then get out before all the fucking <laughs> dummies got come after you. Figure out that it's a scam. Pyramid schemes. Yep. I mean, and I'm not. I'm not saying crypto is not a, a pyramid scheme exactly, but like it, it's not that far removed. So not shocking to me. That this whole cryptocurrency thing is not working out so well. Uh, continuing on with the story, in typical Miami fashion, the unfolding saga has grown more absurd by the day. On November 12th, popular porn site Bang Bros announced, <laughs> hey, that, it, announced <laughs> that it would be resubmitting a $10 million offer for the naming rights of the arena after its 2019 offer to rename it Bang Bros Center, BBC, failed to materialize. <laughs> a company spokesperson mm. recently told and, uh, the New Times... Uh, they hope the county seriously reconsiders their offer in light of recent events. You know, you know, it'd be an absolute baller move by the pun intended by the Miami Heat if they're like, "No, we're not taking your ten million dollar offer, but if you raise your offer a little bit more, we will accept it." And then they do the sort of like Doctor Evil thing. Camera zooms in. They're like, "We want." Sixty-nine million dollars. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> would, would Bang Bros? They, they. I bet they've got sixty-nine million dollars lying around. Would Bang Bros do that just for the meme? It's a lot of money, huh? I don't know. Yeah, they're not. I, like at this point, I think Elon Musk would. He's like, if people would think I'm funny, I would waste. I mean, what did he? he, he Elon Musk has wasted like forty-four billion dollars just to shit post. Yeah. So I, I think he, he probably would have, but I don't know if. Uh, Bang Bros has that Tesla money, but who knows? Uh, joining the growing chorus of erotic bids for the arena's naming rights, the owner of Booby Trap, South Florida, confirmed <laughs> to New York, to the New Times, sorry, I keep trying to say New York Times, that they too have made an offer with Miami-Dade County to stick their name on the arena that sits along Biscayne Bay. Owner Greg Berger wrote via Instagram DM that Booby Trap, which owns a handful of strip clubs across Miami and Pompano Beach, made a $5 million offer to rename the venue Booby Trap Arena. We are a staple in Miami, and we think the fans would be behind the idea. Given more time, I think I could come up with some creative alternative names for... But yeah, it doesn't sound... It isn't, it's a Florida thing. It's like... What would... You, what would Baller would have been to, to like pay so much money and getting the, uh, the league's approval to rename the team to like the... Uh, I don't know the Florida Blackcocks. <laughs> what are you gawking about? What okay, you... so so I was looking up uh, Bang Bros. Okay, they don't they don't have money to throw at like Bang Bros. Not not that profitable. And I was like, huh, I wonder how much is Pornhub worth? Ninety seven billion dollars. So Pornhub can do it. Pornhub can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. By the way, just a kind of uh, proof that our audio is working. My mom's been writing paragraph, not paragraphs, but like multiple messages. Are you coming home for Thanksgiving? Blah 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 blah. So yes, I'm probably not coming to Thanksgiving, mother. Thanks for interrupting the podcast. Appreciate you. Hundred. You know what? 
Pornhub I, Arena. Sp- speaking of, of early technology and computers, I, I should have continued along mm-hmm. <laughs> on that path. Uh, it, this, this is Degenerates Clubhouse canon that uh, when I was a ne'er-do-well uh, 16-year-old, I did start a, a porn site because I wanted to buy a car, made like 20 grand and then closed it down. You know what? I mean, I, I could have been a hundred billionaire. That and combined with the Alta Vista thing, the naming right, the whatever the web domain that you had, like yeah, you could have you could have been the owner of of a BBC Arena in Florida, dude. Dang, just I missed I missed my shot. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. In, in my you know Back to the Future, Marty McFly goes back to like save his parents or whatever. In my version, I just go back and start Pornhub. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then I make the BBC Arena. It reminds me of uh, of that movie, uh, a Hot Tub Time Machine. He goes back in time, gets yeah. in, and he, he's like, "I combine Twitter and Viagra. We're calling it Twitagra." <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to the world of Ask Reddit. Reddit question number one: Aaron, mm-hmm. what would the U.S. state mottos be if they were brutally honest? Can we just Florida is an easy one? Come on, dude. It'd be like, what would a Florida one be? It'd be like. You like hot water, like hot women, being up till four o'clock in the morning. That's too long of a that's, motto. That's much too long. Yeah. That's much too long. Okay. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to pull up a little. Let's, let's just go. Let's go in an alphabetical order. Okay. Al- Alabama. You We could do all 50 states. I don't know that we have. Alabama. I'm starting with that because I feel like Alabama would be the get her done state. Get her done. No, I think Alabama would rename its motto to uh, Roll Tide. Roll Tide? Yeah. I, oh, you're of, right. You're right. Instead you're of right. it just being like the college thing, it'd be like, no, our, our state motto is Roll Tide. That's it. Um, <laughs> roll Tide. <laughs> so, so, okay. Um, and so let's go to, I'm going to, I'm going to skip to Ohio. Okay. Because when I lived in Cleveland, uh, there was a hilarious early YouTube video called the hastily put together Cleveland tourism video. Mm-hmm. And it was a song and it was, it was like, our waterfront looks like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Our economy is based on LeBron James. And it goes through this whole thing. And at the end, it goes, Cleveland, at least we're not Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I feel like the Ohio uh, the Ohio motto would be, at least we're not Michigan. At least we're not Detroit, Michigan. Are there good parts of, of Michigan? I've only mm-hmm. been to Michigan once. I went to Cadillac, Michigan. Ann Arbor, uh, Ann Arbor is okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and there's like there's so many lakes in Michigan. There's like like cool little lake houses and stuff. But no, I mean <laughs> no. like Detroit. There was a, there was a while there where I was like, should I just buy a couple of houses in Detroit? Because you, could, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. You could buy like a four thousand dollar, sorry, a a uh, four bedroom house for like five thousand dollars. Yeah. So Aaron would have been. A uh, slumlord tycoon. Hell yeah! Selling Alta Vista, their domain name, and then it's running. I mean, I, I, dude, you missed your target. I, I did, I did. Um, but, but no, Mich- Michigan's fucked. I mean, there's, there's, yes, there's some pretty parts of Michigan, but like Flint, uh, they still, still don't think they have drinkable water. I mean, not, not great. Okay, what, what about uh, which? Which one of the southern states is like where like I'm not saying that the worst Mississippi. No, I'm talking about like where they they kind of sort of loosely still do incest shit. Like there's got to be one. There's got to be a few of them. I, I mean, I think that's not just the south. I mean, I, I think Mississippi is the most backwards of all the southern states, and it has no real redeeming value. Like like even like Alabama, there's some cool like little like cities. 
there's parts of Alabama that are really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mississippi, I, I have I don't understand the point of it anymore. It's like Mississippi, you're not contributing a whole lot. There's not particularly pretty parts of it. It's just yeah. So let's Mississippi's motto to be if you can if you can spell Mississippi, you're automatically nominee for governor. Okay. <laughs> uh, Colorado. Ooh. Um, I think I think Rocky Mountain High. Rocky Mountain High. Like you, you have, high. You, you have to have a little bit like now the fact that you can get uh, edibles and weed and everything here. Not that groundbreaking. Plenty of states you can do that, but it's they they love everything here is named like a Rocky Mountain this elevation that yeah. like Mountain this so. You have to have some allusion to the Rocky Mountains, and then let's just throw the the weed thing in there. I had I had a number of customers, or not just customers, but like companies in my industry that are called fifty two eighty this, fifty two eighty that, and I couldn't figure out what the fuck that meant. I had to ask somebody like, "Hey, what the? Why is there a lot of shit named fifty two eighty? They're like, "Yeah, that's five thousand two hundred eighty feet. Yeah, is a mile high, and it's a mile high, whatever, blah blah blah." New Jersey, the armpit of the East Coast. New Jersey, the armpit of the East Coast. Okay. All right. I mean, if you've been to New Jersey, it does actually smell a little bit like an armpit. I've only been the one time where we went to AC. Oh, right. We did go to AC for a poker. Did did we do a poker tournament? We did a poker tournament, and we both did poorly. (laughs) AC, it's like, they're like, we'd like to hit that sweet spot where it's way shittier than Vegas, but maybe slightly nicer than Reno, but with more mob connections. And they're like Atlantic City. Perfect. Wasn't wasn't AC at what? Didn't AC have its heyday? Wasn't there like a period of time where Atlantic City was like popping and people wanted to go there? Yeah, maybe. I think so. I, I, for something reason, I imagine like sixties and seventies were probably like where it was the happening place, and then it just, you know. Yeah, it got kind of gross. Montana, bring on the apocalypse. Yeah. There's, there's so of- many like preppers and shit out there. Yeah. Dude, I watched a YouTube video where I think it was it was either one of the Dakotas or Montana. But let's for the purpose of this ask Reddit question, let's say it was Montana. Mm-hmm. There were like these giant bunkers that the government had been storing like some sort of uh munitions in or bombs or something, and they were all cleared out. And you could buy one of these huge ass bunkers for like 30k and people <laughs> People are like making little like homes in them. They're like framing out rooms. Oh, is that when they were taking like actual cargo train, like sea trains, and burying them under underground and making them into like? I think I saw something like that where there was a state that was taking basically those sea containers and then burying them underneath, like underground, and basically making little like hobbit homes out of. Oh, the, these things were not complete underground, and they were enormous, hmm. like huge. I mean. Really, really large, and people are like, but let's live in this giant windowless bunker. So, yeah, Mont- Montana there. Montana was really disappointed that COVID did not spawn a zombie apocalypse. They're like, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> I gotta admit, so was I. <laughs> it's like, yeah, how, how the fuck am I supposed to shoot a virus? Like, <laughs> I, got, I got ten sawed-off shotguns. I can't, I can't blast a virus. You fuckers, give me zombies. I don't know why I give them that accent. That's not how they speak in Montana. But you know what? I just wanted to be stereotypical. Is there, is there anything else? Are you? Do you have any? No. Let's just read some of the redditor questions. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, we both kind of Pe- petering out. Um, user Bender One Underscore Toilet Zero uh, writes: South Dakota, our governess already approved ours. In quotations, meth. We're on it. And yes, I'm serious. The state approved that ad. Hmm. 
All right. Uh, user Arson Bilbo 12 writes Washington. No, not the capital, the state. <laughs> That's a good one. Which is <laughs> no, not the capital, the state. User here to complain or cry writes Arkansas, where Walmart is the fancy store. <laughs> Dude, I've talked about that before. Remember when I, so it was that's that's these small southern towns. When I lived in Lorenburg, North Carolina, I was like, What do you guys do for fun here? And they're like, Go to the Walmart. And I'm like, Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, Okay, and then what do you do there? And they're like, What, what do you mean? Like, just stand you just go to the Walmart. I was yeah. like, I don't, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna read a couple more. Um, same user writes, Alabama, kind of like Mississippi, but more. And the last one I'll read, user McClintock KC writes... Or for Mississippi, we make Alabama look good. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Mississippi is the worst southern state. I don't get it. Uh, last one I'll read, user McClintock KC writes, California, our poverty level is 90K a year. How... That is so fucking true. I don't understand how families survive there anymore. I really don't. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, you can be making... And 90K is not... It's, it's it's a very adequate income in most states. But in California, fuck, you, you're living in an apartment. Like, with that. It's ridiculous. Anyways, fuck California. Wait, one last one. Just okay. Florida, God's waiting room. Pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know if it's... I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't think it's God. <laughs> or, or... Somebody's waiting room. I was about to say, or it could be like uh, Florida... Um, sign in sheet to hell. That's that's a good one. You know what I mean? Let us end on that. All right. Moving on, right at question number two. Aaron, what childish thing did you... I'm sorry. Let me read that again because I'm retarded here. I'm R-worded. Sorry. What childish thing do you still do and don't plan on ever stopping? That's an easy one for me. Oh, then go ahead. I was going to say, I'm still playing video games. I don't give a fuck. I probably spend two... Like midweek, maybe an hour and a half, two hours midweek, and then on weekends it could be there. I could be like a zombie for four hours in front of a fucking console or whatever, or even playing games on my phone if you count that shit, you know. Uh, are video games childish anymore though? It's like that that in, they were when we were kids, but that industry has shifted so much. Well, the, I think the majority of play, people that play video games, like the mass majority, are younger. Not to say that there aren't like seventy year old play, seventy year olds playing, but I think if you took a pie chart of everybody that plays video games consistently, I think the vast majority uh, are going to be you know ten to or maybe even younger nowadays. Like we're talking about technology, kids are learning how to fucking use their phones when they're four, so they're probably playing like I don't know Candyland or whatever on their phone. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's a, it, to me. I've always looked at it as it's more of the game part of it. It's more mm -hmm. of the, to me, it's like the problem solving, like the strategy stuff. Like, how do I get better? The challenge of it is what, what makes it fun for me. Uh, so it's, I'm not like, you know, but now it's a profession. Now some motherfuckers are well, making millions of dollars. Well, and, and But some of the games are also like extremely mature, like thematically, like dialogue. I mean, we, we've talked about it before, but The Last of Us, a show is coming out on, was it HBO? And that's still like it's still one of the best. Like, Keep talking. I'm gonna urinate. Zomb zombie related stories, uh, I've I've seen. I mean, very 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 emotionally charged, kind of heartbreaking at times. Video game with a great storyline, great acting. So I don't know if, if video games are childish, unless Mondo is playing like 
I'm trying to think. There there are some video games that are, are super childish. Mondra, are you, are you playing Pokemon still? He said yes. He said he loves, loves to play uh, Pokemon video games. I was going to make a joke about him him liking like a really effeminate Pokemon. And then I realized I don't know what any of the Pokemon are other than Pikachu. So that didn't work. Um, I will just tell mine. And it's actually sort of apropos that Mondo is not here. Because the, the childish thing that I do is... Uh, oh, fuck, he came back. Dang it. Now I gotta, gotta say this where he can hear it. Like, I will I will still, like, speak in, like, kind of, like, weird, like, silly voices and stuff. And a lot of the time when I do that, it's, like, when I'm hiking by myself, like... Almost like my brain and my mouth will kind of disconnect and my mouth will just be like, I'll just be having like little conversations and doing silly voices. And I feel like. Now, are they imaginary languages or are you talking to imaginary people? That's that's (laughs) I don't think either. No, I don't think I'm doing imaginary languages. Um, I do feel like if there was ever like an audio recording, a, a compilation recording of of me like talking to myself or acting weird things out while I walk in the woods. If someone listening to be like, dude, dude, are you good, bro? Are you okay? Like, do we need to get you yeah. someone to talk to? Like, what's going on? I'm like, no, I'm just <laughs> just <laughs> just thinking thoughts, and I'm, I'm I am verbalizing them in my own special way. The the one where my when I'm walking with Finn, where he's like, well, Finn is like, are you okay, man? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> is I will sometimes sing like long. I don't know if I can call them songs. They're very like slow paced sort of folk ballads about I don't know what. And they, they rhyme. Are you singing like pirate shanties? Like, <laughs> No, it's usually just about like walking or exploring or then and then it'll just go off in weird, you know, tangents and things like that. Uh, and you just have to get in that, that zone. I mean, it's not hard. If you're doing an, an ABAB rhyme scheme, it's not very hard, at least for me to to. Make sustained rhymes. We gotta, you know how they do the NFL. Mondo's games? dog Violet is jumping on my chair. She climbed in my lap, and now she is there. See, it's like chair there. It's very simple rhymes. Violet, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd be interested in like, uh, you know how they do in NFL? They do the mic'd up where they take an NFL player, they put yeah. the microphone. Like do that with Aaron, like while he's hiking, mic'd up, and Aaron just like talking about random shit. Violet, stop it! Jesus Christ. Oh, we had to anyway. Violet um, <laughs> is literally shoving the microphone into my mouth. Violet, stop it. Let's see what some of the redditors had to say about that question. Uh, user Darius Majuski writes, <laughs> Majuski anyway uh, writes, sliding on hardwood floors in your socks. Is that childish? Yeah, it's childish, I suppose. But I like I, I do that kind of shit too. Still, I, or, or like in the office setting, like. Especially those office chairs that have the wheels in them. Like, I'll fucking, like, I'll get a running start and, like, sit on it and have it slide. Especially a long holly. That's fun. I still do that shit. Violet, what the fuck are you doing? Um, user Pig Agar 429 writes, During autumn, I go out of my way to shuffle through piles of leaves when I'm walking. Yeah. I like doing that shit, too. You, you splashing in puddles, bro? You getting your, your little... Yellow galoshes and jumping in puddles. Yeah. That, uh, that used to be, you probably, I don't know if you've ever, well, right, okay, hold on, hold on. Violet. Just throw her. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to break the microphone, though. No. Yeah, the microphone. 
<laughs> I don't know if you ever had this experience, because uh, I don't know if you'd ever get rain this much, but like as a little kid on the East Coast, you get these really huge storms, right? Where they just dump a ton of rain, dump to dump. And all the uh, like the gutters and stuff would kind of overflow. So you'd have these whole like rivers that would flow down the sides of these of your street. You could build like little dams, like you could make little boats to float on them. There's all kinds of like, cr- you know, crazy rain games that you could play as a kid. And that just made me think of it when I was like, oh yeah, jumping in puddles. Oh, yeah, we, fun. we didn't have that much water in California. We'd get rain in, but not enough where you can rework waterways and make dams out of them and shit. User Jojo No No Seventeen writes: Avoid stepping on sidewalk lines and cracks. Yeah, uh, that that is <laughs> that's called obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> it's childish. Yeah. At this point, uh, last one I will read. Doctor Edge ATX writes: Chocolate milk. I don't drink it a lot, but make a big glass of it for a treat sometimes, and I'm almost forty. I don't know if that's a uh, just having, you know, like I like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches here and there, you know. I, th- I think if the chocolate milk, you, you've bought the chocolate milk and it has a cartoon character in the front of it, I think that's childish. Or, or uh, you know, you get it. Okay, sometimes uh, guilty as charged, I'll still go to McDonald's when I'm kind of like just want to munch on something and I'll get a Happy Meal if I have a cool toy. Now, I go to the extent of going to get a Happy Meal for the cool toy. What separates me and not make me completely childish is I don't do the little puzzles on the side, you know, the back of the, you know, I, <laughs> I think that would make you a little. Do, do you ever eat, eat any of the kids' cereals? Like like what? Anything that has a cartoon, like, mascot. Not anymore. I think very, I think I don't eat a whole lot of cereal. I think I probably buy less than five boxes a year. and But when I do buy cereal, it's more based on, like, which one has the most fiber. Like right now, if you look at the top of my fridge, I have fiber one because it helps my uh, my tum tum. That you know, that is actually a favorite <laughs> cereal of children. They're like, like, what do you want, Timmy? Do you want fruity pebbles? Fiber no. One. Do you want do you want cookie crisp? No. What do you want, Timmy? Fiber one. Yeah. I like to be childlike, and I also like to be regular. Yeah. You know, that's I think I think fiber one is missing an important demographic is is the the five to ten year old age range. Yes, sir. All right, what what are other people saying? Uh, that's all I had for Reddit. I I, I closed the window. I'm not right. bothering to read any more of their answers. We are. Uh, hold on, let me give you a time. We are 36 minutes or so ish into the podcast, and we have absolutely nothing else to talk about. Just kind of catching up. About the what have yous and what have you been doing? What's the probably many things, just not anything set and scripted. What's the progress on the home? I know, I know, I was supposed to kind of stop by because the framing was going to start, but I don't know where we are in the Jaffe residence. Uh, I mean, you can like walk around in it now. Um, There's a first floor. There's a second floor. There are no staircases, uh, so you have to you have to get to all the floors via ladder. I guess the interior walls are framed on the first floor, not quite on the second floor. Uh, and some of the exterior walls still need to go up. And then uh, on the 28th, we're getting a crane, a crane and a crane operator uh-huh. to bring the roof trusses up. Ooh. Um, so we can get a roof on there. Put a hat and the cap on the on the head. Yeah, it'd be nice because I don't, I don't, Really, ever wanted to have to shovel snow out of my bedroom again? I was going to ask you right now. I know we kind of barely, quickly touched on how did the snowstorm that hit Colorado affect 
your progress. Yeah, I mean, not great, right? <laughs> like, wet um, wood. So it, it's not too bad, right? It's because it's so sunny in Colorado. Like, once it, you know. Once it starts melting, the sun is just hitting on it and just dries the wood out right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. And like I said, I mean, when there was a, a bunch of snow, I'd get up in the morning and then go shovel all of it off just so there there was less snow to melt off. But yeah, not great. I mean, we couldn't, um, particularly this Thursday, it was snowing like the whole day. Mm-hmm. So there's just no work could get, but could get done. So we've probably lost, I don't know, like half a week now just because of snow. And it's not going to get any better, dude. It might. It's supposed to be really nice next week. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying we're heading into winter now. And so the thing with Colorado is like you never know because January, it could be 60 degrees out. Yeah. So it's just such a crapshoot. I was really hoping we'd get through all of November without snow, you know, too late for that. But yeah, next week, it's supposed to be in like the fifth, like low 50s. Friday, it's going to be 61 degrees randomly. So. Trying to actually go off of a weather report at this time of the year is such a crapshoot also because there'll be like a weather system like behind the mountains and then it just shifts and swerves and all of a sudden you get tons of snow. So, but yeah, Mondo, man, lots, lots of, lots of progress. Like I said, like it looks like a house if you're looking at it from the street, uh, got the basement slab, concrete slab so you can like walk around the basement. It's not framed out yet down there. But all the concrete and everything's down. Steps. There are steps now. You can walk, go down to the basement. Um, like cement steps? Yeah. Concrete. Nice. Uh, the, there was, oh, oh, good Lord. This was a stressful day. I mentioned earlier, I think, or maybe when, I, when we were off uh, mic, that I had to move all this lumber oh, yeah. out of the front yard. And the reason I had to move it out of the front yard is... is was having the 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 property regraded, meaning I don't know if you remember, like, but the foundation was built like four feet above the existing grade. So like there was just four feet of concrete between the ground and the first floor. And part of the reason I did that was because I wanted this guy to use all the extra dirt. I had this giant dirt pile in the backyard and basically make like a nice sl- slope away from the front of the house to the street so water would would go away from the house and also um it wouldn't look as weird anyhow so he so all that regrading got done so it looks like a little bit less weird and ridiculous but <laughs> there is this like one like dip when you're going along the side of the house uh to the back and i did not realize he did not compact the soil very so well there's parts that are really loose so yeah so what happened was i was bringing uh obs for like sheathing, like to, to put on the, the walls. I went to go up this, this little hill, all the dirt just crumbled away and my truck slid into the foundation of the house. Ooh. Like that happens. The, 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 uh, guy who owns the framing company, like calls me and is like, Hey, can I have like $13,000 right now? Like I'm paying them in installments. Uh-huh. The, company that's doing the sewer line also shows up just like on the site and was like, Hey, like we're actually ready to start. Can we start tomorrow? And can we have the down, the down payment to start? And I'm like, guys, I can't fucking like, mm. I'm about to like, it was, it was like truck against the foundation. People want a crazy amount of money. I just didn't even have it at that point. And, uh, and that, that was an adventure. We, we, uh, I went to, to Harbor Freight, shout out to Harbor Freight. You got, have you ever been there? Yeah. Store is fucking amazing. 
Uh, I love okay. Harbor Freight. It, it is what it is. It's it's supposed to be what it is. It's great. You're not going to get anything quality there. Yeah, some of the stuff is fine though. Like if you if you need to get like a tarp or yeah. a drill bit or it's like the, it's the same single use tarp uh, drill if, bit that you you know might break. If you're if you're buying yes if you're buying like a drill or something like that it's not going to be as high quality as you know a Dewalt or Milwaukee or whatever. But some of the stuff like if if like in my case like if I if I was going to get like a cement mixer right where I'm not using it eight thousand times commercially. It's fine. Like it's so much. You save so much money. Anyhow, long story short, I went and I got like a a, um, a winch that you could like hand crank, mm-hmm. and I had to attach the winch to the 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 hitch on the back of my truck, and then loop it around one of my neighbor's trees, and like the framers were trying to like push my truck, like, and then I dug out this like little ditches like on the outside of the tires. Uh-huh. So then the framers were pushing. I was cranking and Dude, the whole, the whole truck awesome. just like slid away. And none of those fuckers had a, had like a, a truck that had four by capabilities or to, like towing or pulling capabilities. Well, so the, the problem was there just wasn't room. I mean, uh. one, like I, I also had, you know, my truck has four wheel drive, but they couldn't pull it away from the foundation because there was like a fence and trees and everything. Yeah. And if they pulled it forward or back, it, the whole truck would just be scraping against the corner of the foundation. So the only way to, to move it without damaging anything was pulling it directly away. So yeah, we just just winch and like gnarly. And the best part, zero damage to the foundation. Tiny little scratches like on the the gas cover of the truck, but like minimal. Yeah. So I was I was pretty happy. That was crisis averted. But super, <laughs> super stressful day. I was like, holy shit. Because, I mean, I think as, as far as, as material things, I'm like, the foundation of that house was so hard, so expensive to get in. So much shit went, went into, and now I'm like, no, no damage to that can ever happen, ever. And then I need that truck. So that was that was an exciting day. But yeah. Progress is, uh, sounds like a lot of progress is being made. Other other thing, other thing. The views from the second story of the house are fucking sick. Yeah. Like I I have gone back, like one minute I'll be like, oh my God, building a house this high was fucking insane. What was I thinking? This is crazy. And then the next, you know, next day, you know, especially oh my God, when I, when I was shoveling the snow off, yeah. like everything's white. Like you can it's not a great view of the mountains, but you can see the mountains, like you can see the federal center, all this stuff. I'm excited for uh when the when the deck gets built up there and, and putting a <laughs> I have my vision of what's gonna happen up there and then Aaron has his little more conservative I like I want a full on a fucking hot tub up there, like a big ass fucking deck so you can put a big old smoker in there and uh so so <laughs> When you say up there, are you talking about in the second story? On the deck. Weren't you going to build a well, deck? Well, there's two. There's a second story deck and there's a first story deck. Eh, whatever. One of them. The one that's got the better view. Who knows? Well, I'm not putting... So, no. I'm not putting... <laughs> the one with the better view is the second story. I'm not putting a hot tub up there. That's uh, insane. Boo. Um, those are very heavy. That's a lot of water. So? Fuck no. You'd have the view and be in a hot tub. But what what I did realize is there's a there's a deck off of the first story, and then there's I mean and, and it's like well elevated like you have to there there's has to be like a staircase to get up to the first story deck from the ground, mm-hmm. and I was like oh there's actually this little spot like kind of in between the first 
floor deck and the second floor deck where it's like I could just kind of tuck a hot tub right in there and you could just step off of the first floor deck into the hot tub. Hmm. I might have to explore this possibility. Just add a like a, a cool shower. It, it, you know, within walking distance of it. So that way, once you get out of the hot tub, you go right into the shower and kind of hose yourself off. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm already sweating just trying to build this deck. It's a very complicated deck. I believe it. If it was just the first floor part, I'd be fine with it. But there's a first floor and then a second floor. And then you have to build like this little landing to connect them. And two, well, three sets of stairs. Let's, that's... Stairs are complicated. Okay. Stairs are one of the harder things to build. It's it's uh, you have to get the math right, or it becomes uh, very very difficult and problematic. But all right. So <clears throat> during this Salt Lake trip, it was a week long kind of a sales conference with all the sales guys of the company, and there's some you know a lot of fundamental stuff or like you know things that would have been very valuable to like a like an intro like an intro level salesperson. But I'm there kind of like, you know, just kind of going with the flow. And there was, like I said, there was some valuable stuff and stuff. It was like, eh, whatever, you know. But the, at the end of the whole conference, they gave us this incentive whereby if I reach a certain target goal by the end of the calendar year, the company will provide a trip for two to Hawaii. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never been to Hawaii. That being said, the carrot is dangled pretty far for us to get a Hawaii trip for two, but you know, it, it's doable. It's just like it, the, the, the carrot is dangled far enough where it's not like motivating, like, Oh yeah, I'm really going to do this. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to work my butt off. And if I get even close enough, I think that's already like a big accolade, you know, a feather in my cap. But, um, for the most part, um, that's a weak mindset, Mondo Hawaii or bust. No, it'd be, it, I've never been, it'd be cool. Yeah. I, and fucking I, do it. I made a joke in the middle of like when they were presenting this. I was like, "Hey, just FYI, I know airfare and all this shit is provided, but I'm just letting you know now. I only fly, fly first class." And like everybody started laughing because I've only fl- flown f- first class like one time on like a one way to Seattle. You know, what? I don't know if I ever have. Uh, Bollock. Well, it was like we had this the Seattle beer festival thing we would go to. We would it was like a recurring thing. A number of us went to, and my very first time out there, Bollocker had enough miles where he's like, "Dude, I'm gonna fly you out here first class." He's like, "Just just come out here," and I'm like, uh, "All right." And I took it was a short flight. It was like maybe like two two and a half hours, but I made sure to drink all the beers that they allowed me to drink because it was all free. But uh, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, one day I would like to fly first class. I remember thinking if I was, when I was looking at trying to get surgery in Germany, I was like, I got to get a first class ticket for a flight that long. Yeah, because you want to be comfortable, especially if you're like, because commercial sucks. I won't, I won't sit uh, center seat if I could avoid it. Like on one leg of the trip, I paid an extra 40 bucks just to get a window seat because I was like, I'm not, I'm not sitting center. Fuck that shit. The one time I flew Spirit Airlines, I actually really liked it. And as much shit as that airline gets, because they make you pay for everything. It's yeah. like, it's like, would you like to wear shoes on the plane? Okay, that's twenty dollars. Would yeah. you like? But you could pay a little bit to sit in the seat in the very front, and then you had like three times the amount of legroom. Yeah, that's important. Right, and it was there. it was like an extra fifty dollars or something. I'm like perfect. Like yeah. I could stretch my legs out. The seat was like 
like, you know, six inches wider. It felt very roomy. Was it first class? No. Is, is, <laughs> was anyone that was on that airplane with me ever going to ride in first class? Highly unlikely. But I was like, oh, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm sitting in the biggest seat in the front of a plane. This is this is white trash first class, basically. The, 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 what was cool about this trip is that nothing that the company did for us was like five star. But everything they did was like they took really good care of us. Like the rooms we stayed in had fucking kitchen. Like every single room had a kitchenette. Mm-hmm. So you had a stove. You had pots, pans, all that shit. The hotel itself had some barbecue griddles. It had an indoor pool. Oh, nice. Um, it, it, and then uh, like the first night we went there, they took us. You know what a churrasqueria is? No, sir. A, a Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, okay. It's kind of like... Uh, Imagine uh, 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 Casa Bonita, but instead of Mexican food, it was like really good Brazilian meats. And so you got a little flag at the end of your table. And as long as your little flag thing is up, they keep bringing you meats. It's like steak and chicken and bacon wrapped pork and all this uh, amazing, amazing food. And it's just like a buffet too. So like they have like a salad bar, a soup bar, all this other shit. So that was the first night. And then, you know, during the course of the night, we did a Top Golf night, which was fun. The food wasn't great, but it's Top Golf. But, you know, drinks were included. A lot of <laughs> what's funny is a lot of the company execs and a lot of employees are Mormon. So they're thinking, like, open bar. Like, it's not going to be, you know, half of us don't drink anyways. But, of course, I'm there drinking fucking beers and cocktails and putting those away. Uh, so we did Top Golf. We did axe throwing another night. It was fun. They they made sure that like we did work stuff during the day, mm-hmm. but the evenings were full. Uh, were they were some form of like entertainment? You know, they didn't make us like just kind of get stuck in our hotel rooms. Yeah, that's nice. So appreciative of the company. They're they really are. It really is. I gotta say, one of the top one or two companies I've ever worked for. They just really care about the employees. Is it because they're Mormon? I think it has something to do with their value set. Like no joke. I know it sounds funny, but I think they're just. They're good, good people. Their values, like one of the things they talked about during the course of the meeting was like, it was a sales meeting and it was like, you know, do all this, blah, 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 but do it with integrity. And I've worked for other companies where they've never mentioned integrity. It's like, there's, there's always like a handful of sleazy kind of used car salesman type personalities that you work with. And you're like, oh, I work with those fucks. And, and they're held in high regard in some companies. It's like, that's not me. That's not me. And and so I, it just makes me more appreciative that like a company like this cares that we do, you know, what we do. Cause you know, at the end of the day we're putting our name on something and we don't want to sell ourselves be like the Wells Fargo fiasco years, 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 years back where they're like bankers were, you know, they were kind of forced to open or to meet certain quotas and they would open up like fake bank accounts and shit. Like that's a culture. That's a company thing mm-hmm. that happened because a company allowed it to happen. And like I said, there's been companies I work for where they don't, there's no, there's no integrity. And, and so anyway, long story short, good trip. I didn't feel, I didn't have any of the COVID effects while being gone. So fortunate for that. I, I was able to appreciate and have an okay time out there. I'm I'm still yet to catch COVID. I feel like at this point, am I in the minority? Yeah, probably. Don't do it. I don't recommend it. I mean, I'm not, not trying to. Yeah. I've got nothing else to add to this episode, Senor. Do you have anything? Oh, you know what? I'm lying. There's one more thing I want to talk about. So the Vegas trip was really, really fun. Uh, like I said, I was 
like the youngest. The next youngest was Lizer, who I think he's like two years older than me. But everybody else were guys from like the nineties and guys that I had that I hadn't seen in you know ten plus years. How how emotionally uh, old is Eric Lizer these days? He's like maturity wise. Is he? We're in the twenties. He has matured. I would say he's like in the thirties. Oh, nice. Well, I will say this, mom earmuffs. Um, You know, we're out there. There's tons of weed. Because a lot of those guys that went were like, you know, old stoners from back in the 90s. So there's ton tons of weed. I partook in Eric made a mushroom tea. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and he and I, let's just say he was a bad influence on me. I w- I'm old enough to be like, no, like don't cave into peer pressure. But I was like, eh, fuck it. I'm in Vegas. And oh, my God, did we get annihilated on that mushroom tea. But it was a good time. I. Uh, thank you, Mike Carr, for inviting me. Thank you, other Lancer Bros. It was a, it was a blast. I can't wait to do it next year. If you guys do it next year, um, next year if, with more planning, I'll, I'll probably stay longer and actually go to the football game with them. Because the whole, the highlight of that weekend was that they all go to a, a, a football game together. They went to the Raiders game. I could have gone, but I didn't have the the proper flight arrangements. That and it was going to interfere with my my work travel so i couldn't i couldn't have gone to the football game but but it was a good time those guys are a blast all those guys i mean there's 10 15 years that separate them and me and we're and they treat me like you know part of the crew you know part of the gang from that time so much love to those guys and that's all i had to say did you have that and did you have anything else you wanted to add to the episode uh yeah sorry <laughs> violet's taking over the mic <laughs> it's like I'm closing the shit out. I got something to say. Um, no, man. Uh, probably a lot of stuff, but what, what, how, we're, we're we're towards the end. And anyways, let's just cut it off, and uh, I'll get Violet off my lap because right. I, I don't think I'm going to say anything coherent right now. All right, they just just all over the place. Yeah, Violet. She likes kisses. Um, well, anyways, uh, thank you guys for sticking with us. We've had a really crazy schedule these last this last month and a half. Hopefully, we'll be back to our normal routine. Appreciate you guys listening and watching, and we will see you guys uh, in a week. Oh, happy uh, Thanksgiving. Forgot to mention that. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.